1: What's good? Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora boys are in the building. I'm Sean Davis. That dude over there, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com That premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You gotta do it responsibly. Love, what's one of your favorite summer spots? like cities outside of where you reside that you like to hit in the summer?
2: In the summer, man, it's got to be somewhere in Florida. Uh, I, I think the humidity just works great with uh, <laughs> with the summer and everything included.
1: I hate being cold, so got to go with Florida. I have, My sleeper is Savannah, Georgia. Like if people have never met Savannah, first of all, Savannah, Georgia has tons of historical precedents. You know, it goes back to the Civil War and you know other things, but it's just a beautiful beach town, bro. Savannah? Savannah, Georgia, bro. Okay. And, it's, and it's just just enough distance from Atlanta that if you wanted to go, you can. And it's right by the border of South Carolina. So if you want to go hit up Charleston, you can hit up Charleston. It is perfectly placed. I really enjoy it. I've really enjoyed the times I've had in Savannah. I really have. Really have, bro. Is it like a lake house? No, it's right off the ocean. It's literally right off the ocean, bro. I got to get my geography right. Okay. Yeah, so it's, literally, it's literally right off right off the Atlantic, bro. So... It's a beautiful town and the way they built it up. Uh, I remember one time we were pricing homes down there and the value for the homes were absolutely beautiful. You know, it is really, it was unexpected. Like when I went, first time I went, I went for a conference. And like we take breaks and I'm like driving around the town like, yo, this is really dope. And then when I went back, I actually got a chance to experience like the nightlife and you know the community a little bit more. That that would be my sleeper. But you know why I asked that question, love? Very few peach, very few people view their own cities, their hometowns as great places for the summer.
2: You definitely get that living in California. You got people that's never been to the beach, so I don't know how that happened. In California? In California, it'd be 20 minutes and never, never even seen it really now i do understand the everything is a four mile radius so you really don't even want to leave that four miles of, if you don't have to so that's a thing.
1: yo i watched an interview with Dion cole yesterday and he was talking about the writer strike and he was saying traffic is even worse now because everybody's home He, said, now, I don't about know what he does
2: in that cramped area
1: yo he was like yo traffic now is bananas because all of the writers and the workers in the industry aren't working they are at home, and everybody's just kicking it. He said, so traffic now, L.A. is like twice as bad. It's as definitely
2: crazy is. when that that's the main source of what people do up there. Is that's the, the industry. Hollywood. yeah. So yeah. It's interesting to see them even go on strike considering they push the industry forward. But, you know, it's all greedy at the end of the day when it comes to. So, you know, you got to have stuff like Tyler Perry have your own production studios. You ain't got to worry about it.
1: Yeah, lucky enough to podcast, man. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. And when you go to YouTube to subscribe, we greatly appreciate you. the thumbs up. Smash that. Helps with our views. And then the audio edibles we give you every day, not just us, CFB All-American. And today, coming up in about 30 minutes, we have a special guest, our CFB Nation brethren. Ryan Roberts is going to join us, and he's going to rank... Next weekend starts the month of June, and he's going to rank the weekends in June in importance for Notre Dame in the twenty-four class. That's coming up, so we'll get to that. Left, we're also going to get to the ACC and how it could, you know, the ACC is actually considering revenue sharing, right? Because you have schools like Clemson and all the top schools like Florida State, like we're falling behind the Big Ten and the SEC schools we're competing with. If you want us to stay in the ACC, it goes back to what I laugh about when people say, man, Notre Dame needs to jump in the conference. I'm like, why? So they can have the same amount of revenue as a Rutgers. Like, ruckus is trash, and you want them to have the same amount of revenue from a TV deal as Notre Dame, who's one of the top brands in college football. And that's, and that's where high people go
2: wrong, because they, they expect us to take less out of deals to join up with guys that aren't making as much as us. That, that, that doesn't fit into the, the business structure for sure for Notre Dame,
1: because mm-hmm. you know
2: that real green is Irish green. That's that money green.
1: Mm, I like that. So we'll get to that as well, bro. It's a lot to dig into. Happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone. If you're traveling, be safe. Godspeed to you and your families. Enjoy food. It's the kickoff of the summer holiday season. Man, get it right. Get it right. Are you firing up the grill this weekend, love?
2: It's going to be something small. You know, I'm not a big Memorial Day weekend fan. I just – I never knew the, the big deal of it. But I know it's it's crazy for some people, and it's it's good to get outside. It's just still spring out here. so It's a little chilly.
1: Man, you know kids – oh, speaking of chilly, I got a funny story before we dig into Justice Scott, bro. Speaking of – it's funny you say that because Memorial Day for me is all about NBA. Like Memorial Day has always been – the Bulls playing the Pacers, like that Reggie Miller three-pointer to beat the Bulls and send it to a game five tied 2-2 two, two, or some other series against the Knicks. This is why the Celtics in the heat would definitely be playing on, on, on a Monday. There would definitely be a game seven on Memorial Day. You can book it. You is too much money, bro. It's just too much money at stake. You have to have NBA basketball on the holiday, so yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm not a betting man, but I'm You're just you saying it to... ends. It ends tomorrow. No, absolutely not. No, there will be a game seven on Monday <laughs> for the holiday. Absolutely. So okay, if it goes, and I'm talking about the business of it.
2: If it I'm goes, talking about seven, the business of that's it. the same, and it's the same type of business that when they the suspended Draymond in Game Five. They wanted to extend that playoffs because it was really oh, absolutely wonderful.
1: absolutely <laughs> absolutely. You have did you happen to see the KG video when he was talking to uh Adam about the physicality of basketball? Yeah, if Steph Curry yeah. is getting uh bumped around, that's good for basketball. No, no, no. I agree that it got too physical. Oh, okay, but you know why it got too physical because it got and guys now, like, this, is, this is historically, it started with Jordan. it was Michael Jordan, the pistons started that crap. With the Jordan rules, this is the only way to stop him. Pat Riley and the Knicks came. That's strategy. And then the Heat came. It's like, come on, bro. And it ended up hurting the league once he left. Because now you have a league that's averaging 81, 83 points a game in the NBA Finals.
2: Okay. (laughs) But think about this. It is a great equalizer, the physicality. Because what is NHL? I feel like NHL would have more points if it wasn't as physical.
1: Look. I don't. I don't mind physicality. Like I don't mind like if you're running across the lane trying to cut and somebody hits you. I don't hey, mind that. Me, you can't make it easy. That. But like when somebody has the ball and they're trying to show their skills, that's when I'm like. Okay, hands off. Move your feet. Try to the stand. Hand the hand checking.
2: It, but you got to think. You got LeBron James,
1: Giannis, hand checking.
2: hand checking this man. Hey, hey, you better Let get me tell through
1: you this. something. It's a lot of guards that came into the hand check physicality era that would be beast in today's NBA. Oh yeah, a lot. Of Kenny like and Can you imagine Steph Marbury in this type of NBA? Ready for Austin? Ready for a man? So it is the the physicality of the '90s ate up a lot of great guard play. Rod Strickland right down. now. Rod Strickland right now. Yeah.
2: But that bat- doesn't make the that doesn't make the brand of basketball better because it trickles down into the younger leagues. where now you got Steph Curry's and people shooting from the half court. Yeah. That's not no basketball.
1: Yeah, yeah, I you know, I agree. I agree. Look, I mean, I mean, it's
2: it's cool to see, but that's it's entertaining. But that ain't no, they're not even playing full defense. You so- you get down a Dame shooting from behind. <laughs> you you can't even have no setup for no
1: defense. <laughs> we left. Last night, because you talked about being chilly out there, right? It's been great here in Chicago this week, bro. High 70s. We're creeping up towards the 90s by like Sunday. It's been real, man. It's been real (laughs) nice, right? Like, we've we've been nice up here. We haven't been acting too crazy. I think God is shining his light down on us with the weather, bro.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. So, I woke up last night and I was freezing. Mm. And I looked, and the thermostat said like 60 degrees, right? 60, what? 60. Not 60. I can't get 60, 60 degrees, bro.
2: 68 is the best degree. Bro, there.
1: 60. So I'm fighting. Let me tell you how the mental works with you, bro. I'm like, yo, it's 80 degrees out. But that was in the daytime. At this moment, it's 60 degrees in the crib. And I'm like, man, I don't want to turn the heat on. (laughs) I'm like battling with myself to turn the heat on. And eventually I couldn't take it anymore. Do I just, I hit that bad fella to 74 and was like, all right. So yeah, the weather right now is, you're right. The weather right now is crazy. My daughter said it was chilly out that way as well when I spoke to her on yesterday. Lucky Lefty podcast. We're getting ready to talk about Justice Scott and let me tell you the 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 (laughs) so yesterday we did doing too much right so here it is and i put this tweet out yesterday let me read the tweet i got some interesting comments on the tweet too i thought i was pretty straightforward with it but Yeah, you find the tweet. Yeah, I hate when you have to find a tweet, man. And, oh, I t- I said this as well. I just tweeted this twenty three minutes ago. This is off subject. I said, man, I'm watching Errol Spence and Crawford on ESPN. I said, man, they are about to smooth get us for this Benjamin on on this fight. You think so? You think? Oh, happen? no, it's gonna be a hundred. Oh, it's gonna be an easy hundred, and we're gonna spin it. We are going to spend it's the still, Yeah, but the only thing is I wish they were a little younger.
2: They waited a little long for me. Five yeah. years? They should have did this in three years. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. they got to get the money right. But that goes back to uh, Devin Haney talking about dudes just want to be undefeated, and, and it just, wow. you know. But I do think this would be a fight I'm spending every dollar for. Because, yes. I mean, everybody's been <sighs> waiting for a long – this is more hype yeah. than Tank Garcia – just because we believe, I believe that both of these guys are great fighters.
1: That's Garcia the LL just LL a high question pay. of the day. LL question of the day. Do you have a problem spending a hundred dollars on pay per view? Because I have no problem with this one. I, this. I, I just, I just gave up the ghost this morning watching the interview. Like you know what, come take my. let honey. me just go just ahead and just make it.
2: this happen real quick. I do think about it later.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just come take it. I Let's already know it's coming. Yeah, it was going to be worth it. Here's my tweet from yesterday at SD2, Mike, 4.43 p.m. I said, this is going to be a race to the wire for Justice Scott, two schools that were once his clear-cut leader and the newcomer that feels like they have a great shot after closing the gap. And I, I put that out with all confidence, knowing the research that I had done on yesterday so here we are justin scott's feelings about notre dame specifically marcus freeman the program have not changed they're at the top of his list hasn't changed one bit and that's fresh that's fresh i also spoke with people that are close to justice scott and i spoke with people in the twenty-four class that speak to him pretty often they are very confident in where justice scott is going to end up and they kind of laugh at all of this miami buzz when asked about it now i'm just passing along the information Justin Scott has been to Miami twice. He's going to go back. He enjoyed his visit very much. We've seen the crystal balls flip from several people on several platforms, but other crystal balls have stayed with Notre Dame, which is actually probably a really good indication. No, which is a true indication of really what's happening. Miami came out of nowhere, okay? The two programs that really gave pause to Justin Scott were Georgia and Ohio State when they showed up the week leading up to his decision and his birthday, January the 31st. Their interest, along with conversations with his coaches and his family, led him to feel like, yo, I don't want to commit and then take official visits because I already know how Notre Dame views that. Talked to Notre Dame. Notre Dame said they understood. He called off his decision and chose to go about it the way he's going about it. Now, Miami has come out of nowhere. Miami wasn't even on the radar, but I found out that very quietly miami during the basketball season hit chicago with a wave i tell people this all the time miami has i think i know it used to be the second biggest alumni association for the university of miami for the longest was in chicago Hmm. it's been like that for the longest I don't know if it's changed over the last five years, but Chicago has been number two for the longest time for the University of Miami. I know this for a fact. Miami is confident. I spoke with several reporters on the Miami side. They feel very good about where Miami stands with Notre Dame. However,
2: I mean, uh, how
1: um, Miami stands with Justice Scott. I'm sorry about that. However, however, there is a huge hurdle and obstacle that the Miami program is trying to overcome. And it goes back to something that I've said from day one. And I'm sticking to it. It is going to be very difficult to get Justin Scott out of the Midwest.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's good. And then, then we win.
1: It's going to be very different. And What's Miami, Miami, going into this official visit, knows, knows as much room as they have made up to be considered the lead. let me clear this up. Miami is not like the clear-cut leader. Like they're just out in front of everybody. No, Miami. Has they just have the need
2: Some interest.
1: They close the gap and they have the momentum. That's what's going on. Michigan is right there, which was his clear-cut leader before Marcus Freeman showed up at his school in, in uh, December. And Notre Dame was the clear-cut leader at one time. Now, he's going to see – look, I don't know if you've seen the – we're going to get to this with Brian Roberts when he joins his brother. go look at the visitor list. For next weekend in Athens, Georgia. Now, this might be the greatest collection of college football players in one class I've ever seen, and Justin Scott is going to be there. It's crazy. Like every top player, in every position that you can think of is going to be in Athens, Georgia next week. I just looked at the poster they put out and just shook my head. Like, dude, they're going to hit. They're going to hit. Jay who's Scott. who's? Dude, it's the who's gonna... who? So basically, he's going to be surrounded by dogs. That's that's how the that's their angle, Justin Scott. This is this is who you're gonna play with, though. You're gonna play yeah, with the best of the sale, best? Easy sale. Heck, heck yeah, it's an easy sale coming off two national championships. You're darn right. You darn right. So they're gonna come at them. Ohio State's gonna come at them. So, I know for a fact that Miami has launched. that uh, Dude, Miami's willing to do whatever they have to do. And their message to him is, you are the piece to get us back to the 2001 National Champions. Mm. You're the guy. You're be, the anchor. Pizza. You're the, I mean, you're, he you're he the, the guy. You're
2: going to be the piece for
1: us, so, you know. Yeah. Are, are, we, are we selling that to him, though? Yeah they're selling it to him like yo you're the guy you're the one right and how are they going at the distance thing that they know is a huge hurdle they're having former players that came from chicago that played for miami to contact him and talk to him about how great it was for them to go from Chicago and go to Miami. Mm. One of them flat out told him, It made me grow up. I was forced to grow up.
2: Oh, that's college. I'm hell? just,
1: look, I'm just telling you what the message is. It was the best <laughs> thing that ever happened for me. Yeah, I'll go in there. The best thing that ever happened for me forced me to grow up, allowed me to become a man. And it was the greatest football that I ever played. Now, they're going right at the message, bro. Because they're figuring like, yo, this is a huge hurdle. This is really what's holding others close to us. And we got to find a way to figure this out. We got to find a way to win this, right? And they're worried about it. Like, they feel very good, but they understand that that's a huge hurdle at this point a huge hurdle it's gonna stay a hurdle because
2: miami not moving closer to the midwest
1: michigan is just i will be flat out honest with you bro michigan is flat out just out working yeah we we know that michigan look we all know who the defensive line coach is for michigan all of us are very familiar with the defensive line coach of michigan it's ironic because one could say if he was still the D-line coach at Notre Dame, this pro- recruitment would probably be over. Probably. Probably. If someone said that, I wouldn't even debate them. I wouldn't even debate them. I just wouldn't. Which goes to what we saw yesterday, Left All of a sudden, we see a tweet from CJ Carr. hmm Telling Justice Scott with all of the 24 commits in the background, urging Justice Scott to come home. Mm. You know my problem with this, love? What's, what's the problem? Where's this been? Yeah. It's week before official visits. This should have been happening the whole time. You should have had every to 24 class do it every week. Because they're telling him he's the one. He's Neo. He is. He's Neo for them in Miami. That's what they're selling them. There it is. Stay home. CJ Carr tweets this out yesterday. Miami is selling like you. you are Neo to this program. You are the one to return us back to our glory. You are well
2: never, but we want gonna do that. For no, them. we're not.
1: No, we're not. You we're are, are our. Wait a minute. Here's the key, though. Another contact that's going Chicago to Miami. They're selling him. You are our Russell Maryland. Do you remember what Russell Mary Russell Maryland was the first recruit, big time recruit that Jimmy Johnson got that went from Chicago to Miami. And they're saying to him, you're going to be that same recruit in the middle of the defensive line to take us to glory. It hey, on hey, they're pulling out all the stops, my brother. Yeah. All the stops. That's why they're doing the most. To know they fans, they like, man, they're doing too much. No, they're not. They're doing everything they need to do to win. That's it. And I'm not mad at them. I'm Amy. absolutely. I'm not mad at them. Not one bit. Not one bit. Not one bit. And he's a kid, so I know he loves the attention. Absolutely. And one of the individuals that he spoke to on yesterday, connected to Miami, he already knew because they speak to high school students all around the city. So he was already familiar with the individual. So look, they are launching an all-out assault on this young man from every area to try and overcome the obvious obstacles that they face to finally get him out of the Midwest. And but they amazing. can
2: but they can but they can go to sleep at night knowing that they doing everything they can in the recruiting space.
1: Not coming
2: up with emails while we can't get guys,
1: you know. Are you speaking of Miami?
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. They're like, you know what? If we don't get them, just know that we have a a format, right? A a list of things to do on how to retain a player, get a player. Because they're looking at this. Oh, it's just a technicality for him.
1: Yeah.
2: He just don't want to come because of – the location not because of what we're not doing so they probably feel good about the efforts
1: yeah you know and just a couple of weeks ago michigan launched this big thing you know for him or well he responded to it talking about yo yeah i'm watching these classes and i'm watching who i'm going to end up playing with that came out he tweeted that out and then eventually you look at yo Man, this this poster is epic. This this poster that Kirby Smart put out today should be recruiting one hundred and one official visits for every college football program moving forward. Oh, uh, this, this! I would love to be a fly on the wall just to hear the conversations between all of these young men that are going to be on in Athens next weekend. It's it's, it's bananas, man. It's bananas. You almost have to ask yourself, like, is, is is Kirby about to go on one of those runs? Yeah. Like, is he, is, are we about to see one of those Georgia four out of seven, four out of eight-year runs? Because from a recruiting standpoint, I, man, I literally don't see them slowing down. So that is where things sit. You know, people – we're panicking. I'm trying to give you a true picture of where everything sit, and now you can believe what you want to believe. You know, momentum is definitely on the side of the Miami Hurricanes, uh, but the, them having the momentum does not mean that they have passed Notre Dame and Michigan, and if they have passed Notre Dame and Michigan, they are not light years ahead of Notre Dame and Michigan. They, have, they came out of nowhere. They, they just flat out came out of nowhere. They closed the gap, and they're right there. Michigan was the clear-cut leader for this young man up until Marcus Freeman visited St. Ignatius, college prep. That's the moment that changed everything. That's right. And, and Notre Dame was the clear-cut leader leading up to January 31st, and he decides to not announce where he's going to go and to take his official visits over the spring. That's where we are. That's where we are. Two clear-cut leaders at one point and a new participant in the race that has momentum. We'll see how things go. We'll see how things go. I know one thing. If you want to talk about who's putting in the work, I would honestly say Notre Dame might be in third. Mm. Michigan is...
2: But we've been the longest, though.
1: No, Michigan is the longest. Michigan was his first clear-cut leader. So Michigan's been working at this kid a long time before Notre Dame really jumped in and jumped to the front. So that's the battle. That's that's the battle. Because even if you win because ultimately he does want to stay home, (laughs) you got an all-out war with a Michigan class. That's stacking up to be a pretty impressive class that has a couple of Chicago kids that he knows already part of the class. So you have to keep that in mind. Lucky Lefty Podcast.